On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. He's pretty exciting this game, streeting his rivals. Who impressed? Who didn't? Horses to follow. And have a look at the time. And your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Really starting to go through his gears, just continues to raise the bar. Uh, Yeah, good morning and welcome to uh, Punters Postmortem on this Monday, the 31st of October and really looking forward to dissecting the weekend that was. What a day it was at Rose Hill Gardens, of course, with the $10 million Golden Eagle going the way, of course, of, uh, well, Peter Moody and I Wish I Win. Gee, it was a big, big performance, wasn't it? Fangirl was enormous. We'll take your calls today on 135353. So, uh Look, uh, it's uh, it's going to be a, a great show. We'll talk about the Derby Day as well, the sights and sounds of what happened down there in Melbourne and, and in secret. To, you know, just a, a brilliant day for punters in both states. And bring on tomorrow. Bring on tomorrow, of course, Cup Day. Uh, we've got the Melbourne Cup, of course, which is one of the biggest days, not only uh, in terms of punting in this country. Well, it is, it's huge, but it's massive for our business as well. And now the big dance up here in Sydney. So the people of Sydney who are going to pack into Royal Ramwick under some fine conditions, they're going to enjoy themselves tomorrow, and it's going to be a big party atmosphere. We've got to try and make a quid today. So we've got plenty in the kick for tomorrow. We've got a race meeting today at Ballina, 10 past two as the first. Tanya Thomas, of course, has the scratchings. G'day, Tanya. Morning, Dave. Morning, everyone. Yeah, racing at Ballina today. The meeting set down for Corowa has been postponed. The weather is fine in Ballina. The track is a soft six. The rail is true, and there are 15 scratchings. The first race today is at 10 past two. Take out number four, Holbrook. Six, I'm Timmy Zoo. And seven, Feudalist. Four, six, and seven. Race two, number four, Platinum Rose. Six, Turf Honey. And eight, Katie Lucy. Four, six, and eight. To race three, take out four, Inclusion. And five, Mirror One. Four and five. Race four, Miss number four, Mr. Mojo Rising. Number four, races five and six are clear. And out of race seven, number two, Franklin Corners. Five, La Petite Missile. Six, Tierra del Fuego. Seven, Byron Eyes. Twelve, Door into Summer. And the Emergency, 15. Two, five, six, seven, twelve, and 15. Dave from race seven at Ballina. Beautiful. So we've got Ballina today. And uh, as I said, uh, 10 past two, that first one, that, that first race. And then, of course, we will get into uh, a seven-race car there at Ballina today, the last being at 5.45. So Ballina the first and uh, 5.45. The uh, the last. Uh, we've also got racing at Ballarat today in Victoria. So we've got a meeting as well in Victoria. There are only two thoroughbred meetings on this Monday. Greyhound racing today in New South Wales. Nowra we're racing at. We're at Bathurst. We're also at uh, Gunnedah. So Gunnedah, Bathurst and Nowra. And in terms of harness racing, we've got Goulburn Harness a little bit later on at lunchtime today as our only New South Wales meeting. So looking forward to bring you all that content today on Sky Sports Radio. We'll have a preview of Ballina after Racing HQ and Punters Postmortem this morning. And look, some terrible news filtered through on Saturday morning for the New South Wales racing community, and not just the racing community, but really Australian racing, the passing of Glenda Markwell. What we've done is on, usually on Monday's Experts at 11am, we would chat with uh, the industry participants here in New South Wales and hear their stories of their career, and we thought... Uh, to honour uh, Gwenda and, of course, that Kembla Grange community, 
we would chime in and, and we would play a chat that she had with Sean Cosgrove, who used to be on this program, of course, with Andrew Bensley. And Cosy had many a chat with many a people across our great game, and he had a wonderful chat with Gwenda. So we're going to have that a little bit later on, around 11 o'clock. And, uh, and as I said, all our thoughts are with um, Gwenda's family here from Sky Sports Radio. Awful news and taken far too young, in my opinion. Our panel today is Glenn Munsey, Chris Roots, and Dean Lester. And I think we've got Chris Roots there online. I'll say good morning to Chris first. Hello, Chris. Morning, Dave and uh, Munz and Dino. Just to touch on Gwenda, I spent five years at Kembla Grange. Um, she never got the credit for what sort of trainer she was. She would get a horse that could only win a maiden and win three or four races. That's how good a horse person she was and she was more at home with horses than people so she wasn't one of these trainers who was taking videos and sending them to owners and things like that she she would she would be out with her horses and for the last couple of days she never wanted to go to hospital so she spent it in the house next to the stables very sad to see her go one of the true greats of um racing down in the Illawarra and um you know it's very sad what's happened but she lived the last six months with cancer, how she lived her life. She she wanted to be quiet. She didn't want anyone to know. She just wanted to go about her about her her work. And she was one of the one of the truly nice people in racing. And you won't find too many people who say a bad word about her. And there are a lot of people who owe a lot to Gwenda Markle about their career. If you if you really want to talk to someone who 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 is a bit cut up about it, Kathy O'Hara spend her apprenticeship down there, and she learned so much from Glenda. Mm. Yeah, nice nice words there, Chris. I was going to ask you about it because I know of the time that you spent down there on the south coast uh, for the Mercury uh, for Fairfax. Uh, just on uh, Gwenda, before we get to Dean Lester and, and Glenn Munsey, obviously uh, what prepared 1,037 winners, more than half of those, 517, were at Ken- uh, Kembla Grange. Uh, and I think you touched on something there. She was a really big advocate for life after racing with these horses, wasn't she, Chris? And and what she did um, in on, in that aspect. But she was provincial trainer of the year several times, of course, uh, winning the Australian Derby with Angel of Truth, the Tullock Stakes, of course, that same horse. Grand Zulu, that uh, BMW that day at Rose Hill, uh, that'll never, ever be forgotten, the day she knocked over, uh, or he knocked over those those big horses. And then, obviously, he was whisked away to, to Hong Kong. Arcademus and Rolling Pin, just to name a few. But... Um, yeah, uh, I think too, 61 years of age and that the big C, that big word. I mean, I've said this many a times when we as a racing community have, have had to band it together or we've had a situation where we are raising money. I mean, uh, unfortunately, and I don't know whether it's just the technology we have these days, but it's it, cancer when I was growing up as a kid, and I'm not sure it was the same for you three gentlemen, wasn't as, as, as widely spoken about as it is today. And now I... I put money on it that nearly every single person listening to this would know someone that has been affected by cancer and uh, it's just it is an awful thing I say it all the time we can put these rockets on the moon and we can do this and that but we can't seem to find cures or things that um, can curb these sort of things which are just awful Uh, as I say good morning to uh, Dean Lester Dean um, what a brilliant derby day mate Um, just fantastic to see all those pictures come through from Flemington yeah, it was a uh, it was a marvelous day, Dave. Great to have uh, crowds back. Seventy one thousand people for Derby Day, and uh, just a tremendous day on the track. And considering the weather we had, Liam O'Keefe couldn't have uh, asked for, I think, a better result with the track. And uh, 
all systems go for tomorrow, Cup Day. Uh, the weather's holding at this stage, but we're still told we're going to get some rain over the next 24 hours. And uh, Glenn Munsey joins us as well. Glenn, uh, obviously a massive day at Rose Hill on Saturday, mate. Uh, it was great to see Rose Hill pumping. And haven't um, the ATC been blessed, really, and Sydney Racing been blessed? The two biggest days of the spring, Tab Everest Day and Golden Eagle Day, under skies that did not have a cloud in them, and the tracks play beautifully. Yes, good morning to you, Dave. Good morning to Chris, to Dean, and to all the listeners. And can we get the trifecta up tomorrow? Uh, for Big Dance Day, Melbourne Cup Day at Royal Ramwick, where they are anticipating a crowd. <clears throat> well, traditionally, one of the biggest days at Ramwick is Melbourne Cup Day, and a, a much, much more reason to be on track tomorrow with the, the running of the Big Dance and, of course, rudimental uh, after the last. So uh, a lot of businesses tend to give their employees Melbourne Cup Day off because they know they're not going to do anything anyway. <clears throat> Sounds like this joint. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it was a real buzz at the races on Saturday, which, yeah. which you actually miss or you have missed, you know. And, and we we are – it's a bit different. We're still enclosed at Rose Hill, but we're, we're a lot closer to the people down there alongside the enclosure. And, and just the atmosphere was, was a whole lot more exciting to be at the races and seeing people around the mounting yard, up in the grandstand and along the front of the stands there at Rose Hill and behind us in the Grand Pavilion. So uh, always enjoyable when you get to the race uh, on a race day like that. Yeah, it, it certainly is, mate. And there's such different racetracks. I spoke about this with Brett Devine on on Friday. Ramwick obviously um, has its own design. Uh, but uh, Rose Hill, you're really on top of that racetrack, aren't you? Especially in that members area and that grandstand. So great to see it packed out. And I'll be back there on Saturday, of course, uh, for, I think, the Five Diamonds. So uh, that'll be big on, on Saturday. Now, uh, let's get into it. 135353 is the open line number. We're going to take some calls. Uh, we're going to get your opinion, your questions on the races that were on Saturday. I want to start with the Golden Eagle, of course, uh, here in Sydney. And Chris, uh, big performance from uh, I Wish I Win and Moons returns to Sydney with Luke and they get another big race. And I think they were pretty happy about it, mate. Yeah, they were, weren't they? And like, and I didn't really leave anything else with any excuses. It was the one of the widest horses on the turn and then just let go at the top of the straight, which was uh, with a massive run. And um, then it had to hold off a, a, a proper group one horse in Fangirl late. Um, Luke McNolan said it floated a bit when it got to the front. So obviously there's more to learn there. And I think we'll be seeing it become the fourth group, fourth um, Golden Eagle winner to win a group one. I don't know where it's going to come, but I think it'll come sometimes in, sometime in the autumn. What did you make of it, Dino? This, that's the Turak now, two years in a row, that's producing a, a winner that uh, we see in the Golden Eagle. Well, the four runnings of the Eagle, it's been either the Epsom or the Turak's been the lead-up race. So the tough milers coming back that 100 metres. Uh, and I wish I win. He went round a very short price favourite in the Turak. And I'd, he was a beaten favourite, but it was far from a poor run. And uh, I was surprised at the odds he was on Saturday. And uh, uh, he just, Luke Nolan just gave him, he made all the right moves. He gave him the right ride. It was a very high pressure, as you were going to expect with in the Congo and a few others there. But he was just in that sweet spot to, to uh, pounce on straightening and then hold off uh, Fangirl, who had to duck and weave through traffic. It was a terrific run in defeat. But uh, no, he's a, I think he's a really good horse. I wish I win. And he's going to progress, I think, probably those wait for age races in the early autumn, like the Aura and the Futurity, one of them around Caulfield. I think uh, he could probably win and then do an all-star mile. 
Munns, uh, this was a funny old market. He was, what, 450 equal favourite with light infantry in the all-in market. I remember that at some point. Then he just wanted to drift, or this horse wanted to drift and drift and drift, this I wish I win. And what what was going on uh, with the market that you could see? <coughs> well, what was going on all week, Dave, is I couldn't work out why he kept getting out. Yeah. Um, he, he was... Uh, you go back through the market on Tuesday when the field came out. He was a he was a six dollar equal favourite, and you said, "Yeah, right, yeah, I can't disagree there because you know he had started a short price favourite in in the two rack, which is a serious serious Group One handicap. So he had you know Group One form there. He'd been placed in a Group Group One race in New Zealand, so he had Group One experience, and it was Imperatriz that he raced in New Zealand. So they weren't sort of um, traditional New Zealand horses that you knew, you know, had had no form. But for some reason, he kept getting out. But the most surprising aspect, on the other hand, was why Chain of Lightning kept firming. <laughs> Chain of Lightning was coming out of mares races in, in Melbourne. Uh, I know she's got a great record. She'd had seven starts for six wins, but she'd been coming out of mares races, racing horses like, uh, well, in a benchmark 84, she'd beaten Fire at level weights. Well, Fire had been beaten in two benchmark 78s when it came to Sydney. Uh, Palaya Pan, Zapatea. Now, they're good, honest mares, but they're not the absolute top-grade mares. And, you know, I, I just kept saying, but but why, but why, but why? And uh, it was still $12 into $8.50. So the, the people, I think, realised that the market was wrong and it kept coming back in. So the same situation with Light Infantry. He went up $6 equal favourite on Tuesday and got into a stage he was $2.90. Well, on the day, uh, he was $3.30 to $5.50 on the day. And at one stage, Chain of Lightning actually was favourite. Um, so, you know, that, that, that hold on the market the Chain of Lightning had remained there right throughout the day, which, you know, kept surprising me. I wasn't surprised that Light Infantry got out because, you know, I just thought he had to get out. He was ridiculous odds in the middle of the week, and we've been saying that all week, that he was a ridiculous price. Mm. Um, so, you know, they had to come for something else, and that horse was I Wish I Win because they said, hang on, this was favourite at the start of the week. Why is it now $12? Gee, uh, the mayor ran good two months, didn't she, uh, Gypsy Goddess? Oh, yeah, she did. Well, Dave, you know, she was always going to run well. You know, she... she She's one of those, she got the Group 1 form against the Mares. Now, that's Group 1 form against the Mares, right? She had form around Fangirl. She had form around Hinged. So she had form around the top grade Mares. And she had Barrier 1. She was 5 from 5 on the drive. Willie Rader, absolutely perfect. But I tell you what, it wins Fangirl, and it wins not only the ride of the century, but the best ride in a, in a big race you have ever seen, Huey Bowman on Fangirl from Barrier 21. It was an absolute Jim. It was an absolute gem on Fangirl, and uh, there were plenty of people on each way, and I think uh, they just missed. Now, we're going to get to our first caller here. Cameron is on the line. He wants to talk about Frankie DeTore. G'day, Cameron. Morning, boys. How are you? Morning. Um, why is it the international jockeys just can't seem to get a grasp on Sydney races? Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, any comment there? I thought he had a grasp on Yonkers and just was beaten by a better one. Yeah, I thought his ride in Yonkers was perfect, and his ride in in the in the Golden Eagle was perfect until Jamie Carr cut him in half. So um, it was it was just one of those things. He he got he was in the right position. He just didn't have the horse underneath him on one occasion, and didn't get a chance to see if he had the horse underneath him in the Golden Eagle. It's just an interesting one, you know. You look at you look at we we judge we judge these international jockeys. They come in um, very quickly that they they don't win races. 
where we don't judge them on the style of ride they produce. And quite often the, they they do ride them well and um, just get beat. And everyone wants to put the spear into them. They're, they're riding, they're the best riders in Europe for a reason because they win the most races and that's why they're over here. And when we've seen them for extended periods of time here, when they've actually settled into the rhythm of Sydney racing here, Tom, Tom Marquand and uh, William Buick did a, a bit of a couple of stints for Godolphin and things like that. Uh, they, they, they've more than they held their own when they do that, but the fly-in can often be the tricky one. Yeah, and, and how, be, how much better is William going to be on Tuesday for the experience he had on Saturday? Like these blokes adjust pretty quickly, and I know there, there's been people quick to to jump on William's rides at at um, Flemington on the weekend, and probably. The one that stood out was Zapateo. It probably should have just it should have just won. But um, mm. you know that's where we're that's you know we're in a we're in a culture of winning. And if you're not winning, you're open game in the game for a lot of punters. Yeah. And, and they are coming in here as as the boys have said, cold, onto race days where they're massive race days. Now, yeah. Frankie's coming in here to, to ride. Came in here to ride. Basically, his number one ride was Wellwall. He's riding in a 1,500-metre race with 20 runners worth $10 million. There is absolutely no ground given whatsoever. They don't care if you're Frankie Dettori or the, the second coming of JC. And doesn't know it, the form. Yeah. And, you know, Frankie, you're not, you know, not going to bluff anyone to be, you know, if you're, you're three, four wide on a limb here and, you know, at Newmarket or Haydock, you can just convince the bloke inside you to let you in. It doesn't happen here. You're, you're going to be lucky if you if you get any uh, something doesn't dig up inside you and push you even wider on the track. There, mm. there is no nothing given whatsoever in these big races here. Thanks for your call, Cameron. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, Melbourne. Let's talk about in secret first um, because there's a number of texts here, uh, Dino, about this particular filly. Um, what can and what more can we say about James McDonald? So what he sits now equal with George Moore. Um, in terms of uh, Group 1s for the season. If he gets one more, he breaks the record. Well, he's going to do that. Uh, he won't be able to do it tomorrow, unfortunately. But uh, he's uh, yeah, he got in that uh, zone on uh, Saturday where he's unstoppable there for three or four races and in secret. He willed her into a spot early and the overhead shot showed it that uh, she had pressure from Natuno on her outside and could have easily been spat out the back, but James just kept, just demanded that she get to a spot, and both horse and rider showed bravery there, and then she showed her class uh, late in the race, and I thought she was just sensational, and uh, you know, she's got the three-year-old ranks covered, with the exception of Giga Kick. That's the next uh, three-year-old she's got to beat, and probably meets him in a race like the Lightning or the Newmarket uh, in the autumn, so now she's conquered the straight. I could see her going on a, like a bivouac path to didn't quite win the Kumoya in second, but then came back and won the new market in the autumn. She could certainly do that. And then long range, of course, uh, the Everest as a four-year-old. Isn't it, isn't, it, isn't it great to see James when he's when he's really confident on one? He, he got to the 600 and he's going, he's just waiting for them to split in front of him and give him the run. And when, when yeah. it came, she had an acceleration that was um, like home affairs last year and these really good three-year-olds can put gaps in their, their rivals. And when they do that, you know they're at top of the line. I think Jack and I probably come to the come to the end of preparation. The two hard runs in Sydney probably got him. But um, James Cummings has um, placed this horse beautifully. Uh, 
He must have mentioned on Channel 10 the Everest 20 times. You don't think he didn't want to run in the Everest. I think think he was reminding everyone at Godolphin that he, he thought he had the Everest winner. So I think we'll be seeing her there next year. And um, I was talking to a couple of people from Godolphin and they said she might even be the best horse in their stable, which is a fair rap when you've got Adam O'Day. It's, uh, that is a big um, big rap. But Munns, what was going on with the market here? Did you have a look at any of these Melbourne races or were you just focusing on Rose Hill? No, I couldn't, Dave, because mm. what, what happens on a Saturday, uh, I, when I say I, I, I can't look at them, that's you've got um, Newcastle is due to jump five minutes after Melbourne. Yeah, that's fine. So by the time I'm getting ready to come on at Newcastle, that, that's, that's sort of the last few minutes of betting uh, in Melbourne. Um, but I, I, I couldn't tell you, Dave, sorry. What, no, what, that's, that's what, totally fine, What mate. was happening, I, I know I kept looking up every time and you'd see, you know, the winner was ridden by Jay McDonald. Uh, in in the first in the first half of the program anyway, except uh, I know the first race you didn't ride the ride the winner because I was listening to a bloke cheering in my ear. <laughs> what about the Nadeship Stakes? We'll go back there, uh, Chris Roots, uh, Private Eye um, gets the job done, and the world is his oyster, as Joe Pride said after the race. Now, yeah, he's um, he had a sliding doors moment there, didn't he? After that Flemington win. Which was which Joe said basically set him up for this preparation. He knew he'd come back better than ever. Snap dancer goes gets injured and um, English put him in the into the Everest. He runs second there and he showed once again that the Everest the best run in the Everest is the right form for this race and he was just explosive. He'll go to a mile in Melbourne next week and you wouldn't count him out beating those horses because he's he's only fourth up. He's he's um, still fairly fresh and Joe thinks that he can be uh, a a horse that can win over all distances on all tracks. So, you know, especially on a dry deck, he has a scintillating sprint. What about uh, the market here? Munns, 5.50 um, for private, I think it was the SP, and uh, lost and running. Um, just got out a little bit late, didn't it? Yeah, well, he, he got in. Well, we said uh, on Friday morning, Dave, when he was two dollars thirty. Like everyone was keen on him on Friday, two dollars thirty. But I didn't think the two dollars thirty was value. He was two dollars fifteen uh, in in the morning. He got back out to two dollars thirty five, two dollars forty. Lost and running. Um, Private Eye as much as seven dollars there, but was into five fifty. Uh, the others sort of just held their mark. It was a very very static market. Um, you know, the order basically stayed the same all the way through. Uh, the only things that changed really were, were some of the prices. But, you know, Eduardo just, he, he hasn't, um, you know, that, that run in the, the Everest and he, he went a little bit better on Saturday. But Private Eye, uh, a lot of people, as Chris said, was the run of, of the Everest and he backed that up. Mazu was very, very gallant. Now, he was probably disadvantaged by the fact that the track was drying out or had dried out, considering uh, his better form was on top of the ground. Mars Crusader, for some reason, just doesn't go at Rose Hill. Uh, he's now had four starts at Rose Hill for one third, and he's been sort of disappointing. And the majority of the others there, Kementari, I think, is, is flying. So is Brutality. And I'm just actually having a look at those markets uh, for... Uh, the Hunter and the Gong, which I'm sure Are they, they up yet? Uh, I'm sure they. I got an email the other day, oh, guys, that uh, they were going up. Yeah, that the Gong's there. Uh, brutality. Let me have a look here. I'll put it in price order, which is probably the easiest yeah, way. Eight dollars. Yeah, eight dollar favourite. Yeah. And yeah. open twenty six dollars. Oh yeah. no! No no yeah. no 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 no. Yeah. So and when well, did that open, Muns? Um, oh no. 
$26. You, you guys have been talking about this for weeks and even... Um... Well, that must have been must have been Thursday or Friday because it couldn't have possibly been Saturday no. that it opened there. Uh, he's been averaged. There's $837 on him today uh, at the $8. What's he been averaged yeah. out at, which is always a good indication of uh, how much went on at those bigger prices. Let me get through. That's uh, I know it's riveting radio, me clicking through uh, a market here. He's been averaged at $13.32, so half of what it is. Yeah, that's about right. So, uh, yeah, he's an $8, $8 favourite for the Hunter. Well, the Hunter uh, is not going to be his race because he's not going to be 1300 no, he's, he's not going to run another 1300 $8 favourite as well for the Gong. The Gong, yeah, so no, he, the, uh, no, the Hunter, sorry, he's... All, all the horses, the sprinters there, Mazu, Lost and Running, Private Eye, Eduardo, Waiaha, Falls, in the Congo, Kementari, Law of Industries, Mass Crusader, Mr. Mozart. He's a $26 chance there, uh, unchanged in the Hunter, but you wouldn't think you'd want to be on him in another 1,300-metre no, race. No, no. Yeah, but, but he, he's flying. Rocketing by was very, very good again. Um, uh, once again, he, you know, he, he's, he's come solid like when the tracks have got a little bit better. We own a smart one. We'll run the race to suit himself. Went forward. Um, probably the biggest shock there was Eduardo not being able to cross him uh, in the run there. So he, he boxed on well. So that uh, Sydney Stakes form backed up well again. And, and my old mate, Dave Riadini, he put in another solid effort. Yeah, that was a good run. Uh, sorry, Dino. I think we've <laughs> you're feeling sick. <laughs> Um, it's a very flat Monday now, Dave. Yeah, That's, twenty six dollars. It's brutal. Um, it's brutal. He is just the only bet I've wanted to have in weeks is yep. uh, him in that race. So. Brutality in the in the yeah. gong. I'll go so. back and check my emails, guys, and uh, find out. Yeah, usually something pops through. It just be interesting to know when that was opened, uh, Munns, um, at the twenty six dollar price. There's a few there I've seen that have firmed, and I'm just looking at the. Uh, I know you've got uh, the the book open, but I'm just looking at what's on the website. So they're saying, hope in your heart, open to $15 chance. Obviously, he's now equal $8. Hoosier at $8. We get to see Hoosier tomorrow uh, in the big dance. Law of Indices at $8. Old Flame, $8. And Surf Dance at 8 And that is a pre-noms market as well. So that Yeah, so means... the, the other firmers would have been Waterford because he's got some money on him. Yes. Uh, Kiss Sum probably went up at least $26 or longer. Now, there is a horse that's... Um, he just can't get a run anywhere. No. Kiss some He's going to Flemington on Saturday, I think. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to get in that Champions Mile race. Um, I saw Tracy on Saturday. Well, he was just a victim of the uh, the balls up at the barrier draw, really. Um, as Tracy said, if those Waller horses that were drawn well in Melbourne, in that at first national draw, go to Melbourne, he probably gets a run. He might not win the Golden Eagle, but he has the run, um, as Tracy said on Saturday. So, uh, but... Um, yeah, Melbourne possibly this weekend, and then off to uh, off to the Gong. That's uh, the plan for Kiss. Some um, Perth was on the radar, but not Perth now. They're just going to uh, they can stay over here in the east. That's what uh, Tracy said to me on Saturday. Uh, back to you, Dino. Here's a text um, in relation to the Derby, and uh, this was a good performance. What about Michael D? Now, Michael, we know can ride. Dino, uh, he's been sort of poking around down there in Melbourne. Maybe not winning such. You know, hasn't been on the. The radar is your, your Jamie Cars, your your Ollies, your Zaras. But what about what a season? Caulfield Cups uh, now wins a uh, wins a Derby. He's absolutely flying, Michael. He certainly is. He's very understated. Uh, doesn't sell himself hard, but uh, he's a uh, he's a good rider. And obviously, Chris Waller identifies that and uh, puts him on these chances. He's also won a Group One on Shillelagh for Chris, and uh, he's he's building a good CV, especially this season. And um, He's good in the staying races because he likes to balance horses up. 
you know, very much a, a Kiwi style rider. Gives him that chance, and then and then strong late, and that's what he exactly what he was on Saturday, and what he needed to be, and uh, he was able to get the favourite ride on the line. But uh, it was the, the, a very patient ride and a very good ride. What about uh, this, Chris Roots? Um, we saw obviously J Mac dart through on the inside there on the Rogie horse, and we thought. Hang on, here's another Group One, but uh, obviously this uh, Waller horse um, and Chris was quite excited by the uh, the winner in, in this uh, in this Derby. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a it was a typical Waller preparation, wasn't it? it? He he just gets the most out of his horses, um, and it was like almost the run in the Spring Champion topped him off for this. He got a nice little prat at the two hundred. Don't worry about. It. He could have given it away then. I wish he did. Um, I was on the, I was on the horse on the fence going through with J Mac, and thought it was home. So, but it was a very good staying effort. I think he might be one to watch later on. He's won his Derby now. I guess he he looks to go to that weight for age level in the spring if he doesn't go in the autumn. Sorry, if he doesn't go to a Sydney Derby. And uh, I'll jump back here another text. Uh, jumping back up to Sydney, thirteen fifty three fifty three is the open line number. If you want to give the uh, the team a call this morning, uh, Munns, just a question for you in relation to the four pillars. Hunters just wanting to know Oakfield Arrow if it was a nasty result for the tab, and I guess what a big win for Zach Lloyd. Uh, no, it wasn't uh, that bad a result um, for all those Ronnie Duffy disciples that uh, would have been on. Uh, Oakfield Arrow, including my son, who uh, took a photo of the ticket, and my daughter was on it uh, as well. So uh, they sent uh, hugs and kisses to Duff uh, straight after the races. No, but it uh, was uh, a pretty handy result, actually. Oakfield Arrow in that race there was in, uh, got out from $14 to $18 uh, in, a, in, a, in a wide open betting race. Uh, Mahagoni uh, was the best supported runner in that race there. Uh, but uh, the winner, yeah, handy result for. Uh, the battlers at the tab and boys, I've checked the, the email trail here. Twelve oh nine on Saturday. No wonder I uh, it's it slipped through yes. to the uh, the keeper there. Those two markets opened. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, and I'm someone's the listening out there now under seven dollars now. Brutality. <laughs> I'm seeing on my um, well, screen I told here. You though, there was eight hundred and sixty-seven or something on it before that. Mm. Um, so oh, this is the been, gong too, the the gong market. So there's the, yeah, the gong, the yeah, hunter market, been, and the gong market are open. There's been two thousand on it today. Today yeah. only. I think yeah. Ali Mosley mentioned it this morning about, um, and I'm not sure if you've got the sectionals there, Dino, but its sectionals oh, yeah. were exceptional on Saturday again, wasn't it too? Well, just it's three times in a row, Dave. It just keeps just blasting through the line at the end of its races, and we know that you know he's a miler. Um, so you know, he's going along beautifully. We can just hope that he gets the uh, close to the race time. He gets the I wish I win sort of drift. Mm, yeah, exactly right. Uh, <laughs> we'll take a break on Punters Postmortem. It's nine thirty-seven. Give us a call thirteen fifty-three fifty-three if you want to talk Golden Eagle or Derby Day. This is Punters Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. 9.38 on Sky Sports Radio. You're on Punters Postmortem this morning with. Uh, Dean Lester, Chris Roots and Glenn Munsey recapping a massive Golden Eagle and also Derby Day. And, well, I've got to bring it up, Munns, because there's a couple of texts here on the text line. Did you stick solid with your old mate, Ice Bath? No, I didn't, Dave. Uh, How were you feeling? How were you feeling after... uh, uh, Absolutely uh, ill. Uh, Dave, it was bad enough when Manzoy stuck its head out that um, (laughs) I've been with. 
uh, at twenty $21. And then, you know, just to put the icing on the cake, ice bath up along the 18 pence at, uh, you know, nearly, what, $15 or something uh, as well as that. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, really happy when they go to Melbourne, all, all of these horses, and you, you don't get the opportunity to sort of concentrate on what's going on. <laughs> Uh, what a great performance, Dino, from Ice Bath. That's Brad Widdop's first Group 1. Craig Williams gets another Group 1. Um, she's, she deserved that, didn't she? She certainly did. He just wondered if she... you know. I thought last week in the invitation, one, she didn't uh, attach to the field early, and I just wondered if she'd given up sort of chasing for the prep. But uh, Saturday, when the opportunity came, she, uh, she darted through and... Uh, yeah, she was, uh, you can say it a lot, she was deserving of a Group 1 win, but uh, she certainly has been placed in a, a Doncaster to Mr Brightside and uh, um, I'm Thunderstruck and placed in the, the Cantala Mile last year and been around the mark so many times, but uh, Saturday was her day. Certainly was, and, and Chris, uh, obviously we've seen her up here in Sydney, sneaking up the inside, um, it was a good performance. Did you have something on? I've never cheered for something so hard that I wasn't on. It was... Um, just the the story behind this horse is amazing that she's been so close so many times. Second in a Golden Eagle in a photo. Second in a Doncaster in a photo when Cascadian got her. Still hurts. Um, second in the Cantala when she looked the winner when they went across the line. You know, this this is a horse that deserved the Group 1. It didn't even have a States win until Saturday. Um, she's got she's got the black pipe in the capital letters now on her, her, her um, page. She'd be worth a pretty penny, and she's not finished yet. I think she'd probably come and run in another Doncaster, you know, and they'll look for, they'll look to keep her going because she's just the sort of horse that is going to turn up in mile races and always be competitive. An all-star mile wouldn't be out of the question for her. That's that sort of looks like a nice race for for five million dollars. She ran well on it last year. Yeah, she certainly did. Uh, let's get to some callers on the line. Uh, Thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. I'll go to Paul first. G'day, Paul. Hey boys, how are you? Good mate, what's on your mind? Uh, two things, uh, tip for the cup, young Werther, I think he's incredible value. And okay. Ellen Hennessy's ride on gin and tonic, uh, astounded that she didn't come out three wide on the corner. Thoughts? You wouldn't have put much tonic with the gin when you keep watching the replays. No, no, it was horrendous. Okay. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a foot ride on the till that mare, uh, gin... Uh, gin. Uh, gin martini. Gin yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say not gin and tonic. Gin martini. Yeah. yeah well, you don't. Have to yeah. put I it ran in. into a couple of owners before the uh, before the race, and they they had definitely been on the gin and tonics and before the race, and they were going to have the gin martinis after it. They were very confident. Yeah. It's out of a man called Tankeray. Yes. Yes. Well named. Mm. Uh, gin very martini. Good. Do we know the plans? Anyone know the plans for uh, Sarge's runner there over the nineteen hundred? Mm. The way Sarge is going, you'll end up you'll end up finding a race and it'll win. He's, yeah. he's on fire, the big fella. He, he is. Uh, we go to our next caller. I think we're going to go to line three here. Uh, Andrew, g'day, Andrew. Hey boys, how are you today? Good mate. Uh, what's on your mind? Oh, just about the weekend. What a great day's racing, wasn't it? In Melbourne and Sydney. Certainly was, mate. And Munzi, you're not wrong about bloody ice fast. Last two starts, Powell faced a look in Sydney. Nothing, and then it got up on Saturday. Oh, I was the same as you, mate. Boy, unbelievable. $10. What a bloody joke, eh? When you jump off, they get up. Yeah, they do have a they do have a good habit of doing that, the horses. Well, even Craig Williams jumped off after the race. He, he couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, you know, uh, 
what actually happened there, Dean? Because you, uh, he thought she took a bit of a wrong it. step, um, and uh, so he he gave it to the clerk of the course, and the clerk of course trotted off with her, and she was fine, but left him round at the two thousand metre mark, and he was there with Britt Taylor from Channel Ten trotting along, having the interview, whilst he was running, not the horse. Yeah, he didn't miss the opportunity to keep talking, Craig, as he was running alongside Britt there. Uh, he, that's, that's now how he uh, introduces himself. I'm Craig Williams. I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he met his match with me one night. I know that. Thank you very much for that, oh, Andrew. Well, that's true. Yeah, oh, that, that's why that's that's we started You would have been who's on. Uh, Jeffrey's on the line. G'day, Jeff. Oh, can I speak to Dino, please? You can, mate. Yes, Jeff. Dino, uh, Gunstock. How yes. far away before he wins a race? I wouldn't think very far. Um, he's in the paddock. Is he in the paddock? I think. Well, he's, we, I think we, he we looked him up. We yeah. looked him up on Thursday night because I said to Duff, I said this oh. could be the next superstar. Uh, because I, I, I wanted yeah. to back yeah, uh, I, I, Yonkers, and Yonkers gave him five five kilos the other day. Um, mm. And then I said, I wonder where this horse is, and, and it had spelling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spelling. spelling it is too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I spoke to Mick Price. I think that he 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 was he was. Um, I asked him about the horse, and he said, "Oh, I'm very disappointed. We just can't get a decent crack at him." He, I'm not sure what he did, but he's he's definitely injured himself again. Yeah, he got bad. I think he got badly galloped in the Derby last year, and that's why he didn't race through the autumn. And they only had the two runs in the spring, and uh, yeah, he won the uh, won the Kunji. And Jim Martini to the matriarch. Tricolours have just. Um, Included Dave and Munns on the Twitter feed there, so oh, yep. you're, okay. you're looking at. Okay, so we'll go to the uh, the Beaumont, uh, the Beaumont on Hunter Day twenty three hundred Mossy. Thank you very much for that. No, it's going to the Matriarch Tricolours have just um, sent out. Oh, okay. Oh, and then the a... Beaumont, and then the Beaumont, and then the Beaumont. Okay, perfect. All right, so that'll be that. That's through there. So Jim Martini, yeah, the Matriarch, and then most Set likely there. the Beaumont over yeah. the third. Okay, perfect. All right, for Jim Martini. All right, uh, our next caller is on the line. I think we've got Tom on the line. G'day, Tom. Hey, Dana, what's going on? Mate, not too much. What's happening with yourself? Uh, just, you know, battling away. Fantastic. Uh, one, one for mine. Is this um, first time Melbourne sports is a I beg your pardon, mate. I couldn't hear you properly there. First time. I think he's. I think he's on about um, because you've mentioned a few times on the punters panel about these horses that come from Melbourne, seeing say Rose Hill for the first time. Are you in these big races? Are you going to change your sort of rule there? With I think he's referring to I wish I win. Maybe Giga Kick. Possibly now I'm, I'm thunderstruck. thunderstruck. Yeah. Does, I know that theory. You've, you've when we've spoken sort of winter racing, summer racing months. You've said no, leave me out. But now in these big races, are you? Are you going, right, well, maybe I'll readjust there? Because there's a few texts about that as well, asking about what your thoughts there. Uh, no, I won't be changing, Dave, because I'd say, you know, well over 90-odd percent of them get beat. Uh, more the two-year-olds, do you reckon, ones... Nuns? Like the, the, Do you reckon more the two-year-olds, like the, the slipper has oh, often the, been the, exposed any, them yeah, more the, than anything? The slipper is the best one to put the line to. Anything that yeah. comes here, their first look at Rose Hill, 1,200, you, you, you know, the, the black pen will never fade. Yeah, because you just hit the ground and you're on a bend from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've said it before, Ramwick 1200 is a much, much easier 1200 for interstate horses because it's a softer run. You run in a straight line. You've got a gentle bend at Ramwick. It is a completely different situation to Rose Hill. And, I'm, you know, uh, good luck to all the people there. They do win, but I'm telling you now, the vast majority of them get beat.
and and you know you look at the SPs That's of frozen. those horses. You know they're SPing twelve, fifteen, twenty one dollars. You know, so it's not as if not as if they're coming here as clear favourites. You want me to go through all the horses that have come here and started two dollars, a dollar sixty, dollar seventy that haven't won? We go and you'll see it. You'll see it in the twelve hundred meter races. <laughs> they get across. They they lo- they lose their bearings in the straight and they get out. Let's go to Mark on the line. G'day, Mark. Good day, Dave. Good day, boys. I want to talk about why Creek out of the Empire Road. Um, Me and you both love this horse, but I think we saw the real horse on Saturday due to the fact that the speed related in the race itself. It went so slow for the first thousand, sort of one minute sort of stuff, and uh, one minute three, I should say, sorry, got 53 seconds. And therefore, she's not a sick breed horse. And unfortunately, uh, the race the race was set up. Um, they spread the last 600, what, 34 something? They just didn't do that. So if you had a look at the last start, which you would have, at New Zealand, it was speed, speed, speed. And she just pinged around the bend and put three, three lengths on him and, uh, and won the race. Just a bit like a might and power thing. She loved the speed on. And the race on Saturday just didn't see the. She was in the right spot, but just when they slowed up, we didn't see the real right quick on Saturday. What's your opinion about that analogy, please? Yeah, that's that makes uh, sense with regard to her. I would say though that yeah, if you go by times, they went very very slow the first about seven hundred. But because she's liggety split at forty nine, and they wanted to take advantage of it, the pressure went on a long way out. And I actually think that James did the right thing. He identified probably what he thought was one of the main ones to beat, and she's liggety split, and chased after it. But by about the 300, they were both sort of nearly out of uh, tickets. So, yeah, there's a few ways of looking at it. But what you say is spot on. We didn't see the best of her on Saturday. So uh, I'm not. there's no begrudging of Ice Bath winning a, a Group 1. But I think uh, La Creek missing the place was a, was a surprise. I thought she was awfully short for a New Zealand horse coming over here who, you know, I think what a medley bell started in the race, and she'd won 10 or 11 group ones over there. So I That's just think true. that she was overplayed. I think she was overplayed in the market. I think she was more a $3 chance than a $1.80 chance. And, I think it was you know, James McDonald momentum by that stage of the day, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Uh, she the, was short the, all the, the way all, through, though. Yeah, the, the all-ups and everything into those later races in the day were, were, were horrendous. I'm just looking back to what price it was in the morning, um, $2.30. Mm. Mm. Uh, it was $3.20 on Wednesday, two ninety Thursday, two forty Friday, then two twenty five about 6 o'clock Saturday morning, and then two thirty by the time we did the preview. Yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. Absolutely extraordinary. Thanks for your call, Mark. Um, we'll go to another text on the text line here. Um, boys, uh, this one to you, Dino. Um, wanting to know about the rising fast in Argentia, who was brilliant up the inside with Ollie G. She's, we, well, we, we know she's beautifully bred by Frankel out of Princess Koo. Um, and do you know what they're going to do with her now? I mean, that's it's an exciting win for her back to the 1,200. Yeah, I think that's the key. I think uh, probably being by uh, Frankel out of Princess Cope that uh, the thought would be she'd be a, a classic filly, but... Uh, She's a run-on sprinter, and she pulls too hard in the longer races. And the other thing she is, she's got a real love of the straight. She's a two-time winner there now. So I think the new market in the autumn is where she'll be aiming with a lightweight and uh, see if she can do it again. But uh, she was very good on Saturday. It was a, it was a great ride by Ollie in that regard because he, 
he has been battling a bit for winners, but uh, what he did is he backed himself in to go to the inside there because all the speed drew in in that race. And uh, I think those that got hung out wide, they had nothing to bring them into the race. Jamea wasn't travelling well enough. But all the speed horses, serious suspect, the astrologers, they'd all drawn in. So he ducked back in, got the cart through with them, and then went inside them. Uh, and it was the winning move because triple missile down the outside, if he'd had anything to cart him up, I think he'd have won. But uh, he had to do a lot of work from a long way out. He certainly did. Um, what about uh, back in Sydney, guys? Um, there's a, a text on the text line here in relation to the winner of the last. I'll get a comment from you there, Munns. Oh, well, he just dictated Dave Cotilli. Yeah. Why they scratched Murray and Parr from it? Wonder, the wonders of the modern world. 30 to 1 chance in a race with no leaders was going to ping and be there. They're running it tomorrow. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, may, may I digress? Uh, but uh, Cotilli just ran the race to suit himself. The, the format of the Silver Eagle held forward, uh, jumped there, and the, the, the other horse in the market, Democracy Manifest, was back last. And it was all over after they went. 600 metres, if that far. Certainly was. Uh, what do we make of the run of Democracy Manifest, Chris? Yeah, it was a good against the bias, wasn't it? Um, when they went, he, he couldn't go any slower coming to the turn and just sprint it home. Uh, Kovac Healy just sprint it home the last 400 metres. It was it was one of those races that you, you just had a sick feeling if you weren't on him, but um, a long way out. Um, Democracy Manifest is a proper horse. I think he'll be winning Sunday, Saturday races and a number of them, so he might be one to follow. All right. Uh, and then back down in Melbourne, Dino, um, a text here in relation to Asaphora in the last for Henry Dwyer and Johnny Allen, which uh, a lot of people are on. They're looking to back a favourite in the last, and, and that's now two that uh, this horse has put together, or this mare. It's five of seven, Dave. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's very good. She shouldn't be... It was a good uh, case to make that she should be undefeated. She... Uh, and nearly fell in a 9.55 at the Valley and her defeat last preparation, she got caught right on the line um, uh, by Argentia. So it's terrific form. Uh, she was just too good. That The one thing watching that race, or pre-race, was that she'd drawn in and there was no speed on the inside and you just wondered what would maybe cart her up or give her something to chase. And uh, the long shot there, Apre Lemur, who drew a middle gate, just jumped and they took it hard left down to the fence and it was honestly like uh, she was at Wenty Park and she had a lure. Uh, she just had a beautiful thing to cart her up to about the 300 and then off she went and, and won the race. Uh, as Chris mentioned earlier about Zapoteo, Zapoteo was the fastest horse over 800 metres at uh, Flemington on Saturday but didn't win. She uh, kept getting held up and when she got out she rocketed to the line but uh, the race had passed her by. Uh, but uh, now all honours with... Uh, the winner, she's a good mare. She's going to the Oakley Plate in the autumn. Okay, perfect. Now, um, boys, um, I'll come to you here, Dino. What's going on with the weather in Melbourne, mate? Are uh, they suggesting, what, the Bureau, what, 10 to 15 mils tomorrow, some rain today? What's the, the word from, from the track? Problem is they're suggesting between 2 and 15 mils, Dave. So right. there's a fair spread, as they tend to do. Uh, we've had an incredibly windy past 12 hours. Uh, I said the track is... As of 8 o'clock this morning, a soft 6. Um, and it's a very drying day. So uh, whether it gets to a 5 and then we get rain and we go back to a 6 or a 7 um, would be probably how it plays out. But, uh, yeah, there'll be a few uh, anxious, th- those that wanting it and not wanting the rain. Um, well, 
yeah, stay tuned virtually. Mm. We're going to have you on the program tomorrow uh, from 9.30 with, with Glenn Munsey and also Mark uh, Hunter looking at this, uh, obviously, cup meeting, the, the first air at, what, 10.45. For listeners that can't tune in tomorrow, Dino, have you sort of nutted out a few horses you're interested in in this cup tomorrow? Uh, the cup, Dave, I, if I was uh, I'd be <laughs> boxing up maybe six horses, but um, I'm going to go with one at odds. And actually, one of the listeners mentioned it and we didn't get to it before, and that's Young Werther. Um, I think this horse is going really well. He ran very well in the Turnbull, which is always a good guide. The Cox Plate was never going to suit him at weight for age, but he ran quite well. Uh, and all of a sudden, 54 kilos. He'll need a good ride from the draw, but we're getting big odds to find out about him. So uh, I'm going with him. The favourite, I've got no real knock on, Doville Legend, other than the weight. Uh, he's a late season three-year-old, uh, Northern Hemisphere three-year-old, that they were carrying 51 51 and a half in the in the cups only four or five years ago. Now here he is with 55. So he's either far superior to those horses like Cross Counter and um, Rekindling that won the cup in this sort of scenario, or he's got a lot of weight, one or the other. Um, I think Stockman will run really well. I loved his run on Saturday. Uh, I think he's had a great preparation. Realm of Flowers, if it rains, I'd promote. Uh, she needs the rain, though. And other chances, I think, are without a fight, one of the internationals and uh, Luna Flair, who's having a very good preparation. So I'd be 11, 8, 9, 24 would be the main four, and 6 and 18 going wider for the multiples. All right, that's for our audience that can't tune in tomorrow, but there'll be an extensive preview tomorrow with, as I said, uh, Dean Lester, Mark Hunter, and also Glenn Munsey. That from 9.30 tomorrow morning in relation to uh, the Flemington meeting. We'll, of course, be at live at Rose Hill getting ready for the big dance and a massive day of Sydney racing. Um, Chris, I know that uh, you'll no doubt be keeping an eye on this uh, this big dance and, and how it unfolds, mate. And it is going to be great to see the big crowd in Sydney, which will you know get out and support racing in general and, and the cup, that they get a big race on this day as well. And will Ken Frankie get that win for uh, for Lloyd? Yeah, that'll be, that'll be one of the highlights of the day. And having before the Melbourne Cup, I think, is a masterstroke by racing New South Wales because it would have just got lost lost after it. So they've done the right thing, put it on before. The thing you've got to remember these days, and and I know everyone has their opinions on on this Sydney Carnival, but to have a million dollar race on on Melbourne Cup Day means that um, the race fields legislation for the Sydney races they they charge the premium amount. So it's the biggest day, biggest betting day of the year. So they they always had to have a million dollar race on this. This, this day and it's, it's amazed me that they haven't had one on for the past couple of years considering what they've done and they've come up with a great concept like every country town can support a horse you know if you're in Lismore you can support you can support you support the Lismore Cup winner you know that that's going to that's going to play a big role in a, a lot of the betting on this race because I think a lot of people will will support their local win, local horse and Matt Dunn with in passe he's he's um he set it for the Mullumbar Cup, and now it's down here trying to win a big dance. And Munns, uh, you'll be live on track there tomorrow at uh, Randwick, mate, uh, for a massive day. Um, hopefully they're blessed with weather. Yeah, it'll be the first time, Dave, in uh, my working history with Tab that I'll actually be working on Melbourne Cup Day at Randwick. There you go. Yeah. So... Um, Last few years, I've actually been there courtesy of the ATC at lunch. Uh, but uh, 
actually be working. So I'll join you. And uh, it's it, it's it's become good a to day. see you working for once, Glenn. Yeah, not yeah, just having a free day. lunch, mate. Eh? You yeah. taking your leaf out of my book? That's good, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 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 become a day for you know not only the big dance, the little dance, uh, but there are a number of races on the card. There we've got a midway, we've got a highway, yeah. and we've also got a well. It's a country well it's a country only uh, benchmark open handicap, which is a nearly a Kosciuszko replay uh, with horses like Far Too Easy, another one, Cavalier Charles, uh, all going around in that race there. So uh, the country and provincial horses are, are really sort of taking uh, pride of place there for the meeting uh, 10 race card tomorrow. And uh, if you're doing your form there for round, we're on a good four at the moment. The weather forecast is for potentially three mils of rain. Today, Mike Wood, the track man, is praying for the rain to arrive. He said, this will only improve the track if we get the three mils of rain. Okay. So this track is ready to jump out of the ground and show a best there tomorrow, Royal Ramwick. Perfect, uh, and that's what we like to hear. Now, we do have Brett Devine standing by, and we're going to give away some tickets uh, to tomorrow's uh, particular race meeting, the big dance there at Royal Ramwick. But just hold five punters. Don't phone just yet, because... We need to get the horses to follow uh, for the gents, of course, on this edition of Punters Postmortem. I'll start with you, Dean Lester. What's your horses to follow for the weekend? Or from the weekend? Um, I thought that uh, Liberty Steps, who I was skipping in the Carbine Club, didn't have the best of luck. I'm going to follow him through to the Sandan Guineas. And the Snowden have got my whisper going really well now. She won on Cox Plate Day. She ran well again on Saturday. If there's another race for her over spring... Um, Maybe the summon stakes at uh, Caulfield uh, should be hard to beat. All right, fantastic. Thank you, Dino. Uh, Chris Roots, any horses to follow this weekend? I just think if you follow the Democracy Manifest, you'll um, you'll be collecting in the next couple of weeks. I thought it was really good. Okay, fantastic. And Glenn? Oh, just the blatantly obvious, Dave. Gin Martini and Brutality. Yep, perfect. Uh, and that, that tri-colours, it, it said they'll be nommed for the matriarch. Yep. But... Um, but most likely the Beaumont on Hunter Day. Okay. And just a little bit of a little bit of cut news. Um, they they've been doing the bed inspections today, and they're going to have to re-examine Luna Flair. It's um, showing right. some sort of hoof problem. Yeah. Okay. And of course, Michael D. There's a, there's a scratching, so mm. I don't know why they don't have emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe no one's rung up. Um, there was no one there to put their hand up this year. None, so it doesn't matter. There was no one left. Right. So well, just 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 on that. So they have their San Huberto. Is that a final? Yeah. In, are they they were having so so they're doing a final inspection this morning. They today. did. They put another layer into the 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 way that how they were going to look at these horses. So right. They've they've got around. I think they're going out to Werribee next. So um, hold 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 your breath if you're on the favourite. Jeez. The international yeah, no, offered to drive the vet to Werribee the long way. <laughs> yeah. Now, we're going to thank thank you very much, gents.